Welcome to On Air, the podcast from leading probate genealogists, Finders International, with your host, David Lockwood. So welcome back to the second part of my interview with Jade Ganning from Circe Law. Hope you enjoyed the first part. And we kicked off the second part with asking Jade, just after talking about the work-life balance and what makes her happy? Cats. Even though there's a even, dog here this morning yeah, as well. I yeah. do. I, I, I love all animals, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, rugby, big rugby girl. Um, and rugby? Yes. Who do you follow? Well, to be honest, I find it hard to follow club level at the moment because yeah. I'm so busy. Um, so I tend to only watch kind of, you know, international games. Mm. Um, but that being said, I've got a little group of friends and we sort of travel around, especially at the Six Nations. Um, so we've been to like Paris and we need to plan Ireland and all that kind of thing. So we, we go to different stadiums right, to watch okay. the games. So you, is, is union, they're not league then? The, pro- yes. the proper the pro- form of... The no, proper rugby. No, no, some of us would say the league is the proper rugby. <laughs> and they'd be wrong. <laughs> I'm a, a southerner and I'm into league. I'm sorry. I just I just prefer league to, to, to union. I just, just, there you go. I'm, there you I'm, go. I, I'm a big fan of the Leeds Rhinos. So, um, and especially Rob Barrow and Kevin Sinfield and that team. Um, mm. They were they were they were superb, uh, great to watch as rugby players and um, yeah yeah yeah. But um, union is, is is an interesting game, let's say. Uh, <laughs> brutal, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is brutal. It is brutal, and 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 it's a good time to release. It releases, you know, go to sport, and you you do release those emotions, and you can scream and shout mm-hmm. and, and yeah. get the 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 um, the frustration out, can't you? You can, and I have to apologise if I'm ever watching it with sort of like corporate you know parties and things because i don't i become possessed i think um and it's just you know it's a, a totally different character yelling and screaming and arguing with the ref um is usually <laughs> it's usually what i'm doing um but yeah no i really enjoy it it's it's a great day out and i just find unlike other sports there's a great camaraderie um you kind of come together even if you're on opposing teams mm, yeah um you can mingle have a laugh share some drinks i, I, I gotta say women's football is very much like that as well that that it's is very different to the men's game that when you are at a football match a woman's football match you can all stand together mm-hmm. and you can shout and scream abuse and you can get on with your your friends and uh, who are standing next to you from different comp- you know different um, uh, clubs so it, it's a similar kind of a, a vibe to it I found women's football to, to, to rugby it's, yeah yeah that doesn't it, surprise me there's not the beer though <laughs> not the beer. <laughs> damn yeah there's not the beer let's say that but uh, but there we are so so fo- uh, sorry rugby football rugby union uh, that's one way you other ways you relax um so for me i mean people think i'm mad because i already have (laughs) i already have a lot of hats but as i said earlier you know i do i do tutor kids um it's something that i still maintain at the moment because to be honest i've never been able to get rid of them they're always referring me to their friend or to their other sibling (laughs) or whatever it is it's been you know 13 14 years now of kind of doing that yeah um and i call them my kids and it's the same with like my nieces and nephews and things like that i just i love that i love spending time with that so i mean the next big goal for me will be to to foster children as well because there are so many kids out there that they're great kids and i feel like teenagers get a really bad rep um you know there's the stigma surrounding them but all the kids that I've tutored are amazing. All the teenagers that I've engaged with are amazing. And yeah. in my life, there were so many points where I could have been taken into care. 
as well and that doesn't mean that I'm a delinquent it doesn't no. mean that you, you know no. I didn't deserve the same love so yeah. for me yeah focusing on the kids that brings me a lot of joy even though it seems like work sometimes especially when you're trying to get them to do their mock papers before exams but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. as the father of two teen uh, two uh, yeah one's still a teenager one's not but uh, but yeah we I remember that well you know come on you got to do your mock you know, uh, get them through that so that's, that's a good thing um, and again, nurturing. Again, there's that theme again of you nurturing people through. So nurturing people through the business yeah. and through through the personal life as well. Um, what makes you happy with the role though that you do? I mean, what what, what is the standout thing for working as a solicitor? Well, the standout thing working as a solicitor, um, I would say helping people. Yeah. Um, especially in their time of need. So originally I thought I'd go into crime because I wanted to help people in that respect. Mm. Um, but I actually found that joy and that satisfaction in, you know, wills and probate. And if you told me as a teenager I'd be doing sort of tax matters for the rest <laughs> of my life, I'd have, you know, I would not have believed you. But, you know, you have clients come in um, that are widowed or they've lost a parent and they sit down and you can see just how stressed they are it's palpable mm. it's in the you know the tension in their shoulders and everything else there's the crime there and yeah by the end of the meeting once you've reassured them and they know what they're doing and they trust you you can see that weight lift off their shoulders yeah and for me that's where you know the joy comes in the profession that's where you know you're making a difference does the system them. does the system prevent that with a lot of people though is it is it you finding that there are too many barriers in place to help people with you know probate etc <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> is the polite answer um definitely the the process isn't straightforward at all mm. um and of course we had a system in place that worked relatively well before i can understand during the pandemic how things you know had to change but there was a lot of change all at once and it never seems to work from the get-go so at the moment i mean the delays are what 16 weeks they're reporting at the moment is and it? i suspect that actually in practice it's probably a little bit longer because we know that some applications are being stopped yeah um and then they go to the back of the queue again so how long are they taking and often i've had applications that have been stopped without any real reason it's been an admin error on their end but it still goes to the back of the queue you know when that happens so yeah there are lots of barriers to the smooth process and we've got to remember that throughout all this time it's a 16 week wait for us from a paperwork perspective yeah but for a family it's that's excruciating yeah you know yeah. especially if they need those funds from yeah the estate to to to, to get things released so I, I would expect that certain amount of frustration is pointed your way by people isn't it massively yeah. yeah and so it's really important to kind of manage their expectations as you go along mm. um and i try to explain exactly what's happened why it's taking you know the time that it is because clients you know they can be reasonable just keep them in keep them in the loop and i say that a lot to sort of my trainees and junior lawyers and things talk to them like they're a human you know you're a yeah. human show that and explain how this yeah. is out of our hands but we'll do everything we can um, and I tend to find that that helps, but it can only help so far. There is always going to be that element of frustration. It used to take two weeks, and now it's taking months. Yeah, yeah. I, it just seems that, that the, the, the pandemic has been an excuse to... <laughs> 
use an excuse still, let's mm-hmm. say. And it yeah. is, it's, you know, shouldn't be now, should it? No. And especially with sort of um, third parties like asset providers and things like that, I'm finding that the left hand isn't talking to the right hand. And we right. have to write multiple times and they're still contacting the family despite us letting them know they shouldn't be. Mm. We're not getting the information. And then when you're chasing it down, you know, over a period of months, then the excuses are, well, COVID. And we're thinking, well, if we're operating... Yeah effectively yeah. then surely by now you should be as well this isn't a new thing yeah we're back to relatively normal working practices now right, yeah, um, yeah, you know restrictions yeah. aren't in place so how how is that still the excuse so i take it this is financial institutions uh, misbehaving as usual absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. trying it on so yeah. again we've got to manage our clients expectations from that that perspective as well yeah. because that draws out the first half of you know the probate um, yeah. process yeah. getting all that information we need so on top of the 16 week wait you've then also got companies messing you around and it, it's just really frustrating as you said <laughs> so, so we could go back to what makes you mad it's um, uh, the, 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 pro- the process is probably making you mad at the moment inefficiencies shall we say yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on in a perfect world how do we how do we improve it what, what do you do if you were in charge what would you do I wouldn't have changed the system that we had I don't think well, there you go <laughs> um, you know if, if it isn't broke don't try and fix it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is the general method and I think I think the key mistake was getting rid of a lot of probate um, workers that um at the courts that knew what they were doing yeah. that understood the process because now if anything is even slightly unusual it, it's passed between multiple different hands and nobody knows what to do with it i've found in my own experience mm. and that drags the process out even further so i think you can never underestimate the value of picking up a phone and just having a normal conversation with somebody who knows what they're doing yeah yeah, very true. I, I, speaking with my old call to protection hat on, it, it, if you could get somebody and speak to somebody take at ownership. the court and take yeah. ownership of it, you, you found that you, you, you solved half the problems there and then. But uh, I think it's reported getting hold of somebody at the court of protection these days is like trying to communicate with them. Um, uh, <laughs> The other side, let's say. <laughs> I'm told. Let's say. I, I can't possibly verify that, but uh, uh, yeah, I, th- that's the, 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 the same thing. So it's the court's process has, has mm-hmm. been, it, it probably needs more investment, doesn't it? Let's say that. It does. And this is yeah. the thing, like we, we should be investing in, in the technology and, you know, tech is the future yeah. and uh, that can help with efficiencies, yeah. but not when it's not done right (laughs) and like a lot of government systems and portals and things online uh, they start off and it's almost as if it's it's a try and see you know as the errors (laughs) pop up we'll see if we can address them and then it's going to take us six months to address them and then when we do address them you're going to have to change the whole way you you do the process yeah i mean the portal itself is is one of my you know biggest bugbears it's a lot better now but right back in the beginning yeah even logging on was a nightmare. Oh, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I understand your frustration. There we go. Right, let's let's get off of that because that, that's quite a, a negative thing. But uh, we spoke about making happy and stuff like that. So you, you relax by playing, you know, not playing, but watching rugby. Mm-hmm. I'm far too fragile to play it myself, right. I'm afraid. I bruise like a peach. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a bit brutal as well, let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, Moving on now, let's 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 look at advice and what's what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think for me, um, that's probably along the lines of um, there are going to be so many people in this world that are going to tell you that you can't do it. Mm. 
and that's their own insecurities that's their own you know experience wanting to keep you small um and the best advice is to not be one of those people as well there's enough out there as it is you have to be your own champion in a way and you're the only person that truly knows your capabilities right you know how you think how you feel how you process things and what you can do so if you believe in your gut that you can do it that you can improve something that you can do it better then follow that and don't listen to those naysayers follow your gut absolutely instincts that's that's a good one um you're taking a big strides towards establishing your new firm cersei law got that right then absolutely there you go um first off the name yeah come on come on let's 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 talk about it because um game of thrones i'm I'm told (laughs) so am i yeah Yeah. i don't really watch it Um, no neither do i (laughs) funny enough i'm into sci-fi and fantasy and never watched see you know i'm into fantasy as well and so i read it a lot in literature because um often witches and things like that uh, have the name cersei and that's because it links back to a greek goddess who was also a sorceress right and she was actually renowned for turning men into pigs that displeased her um <laughs> Which is a fun little anecdote, you know. If they if they've displeased her, then she'll um, she'll turn them into animals. Um, but it actually came about because I was looking up um, sort of the meaning behind the word jade because it's a it's a semi precious stone. It's mm. used a lot in Asian cultures. Um, and there was an ancient Han scholar uh, who wrote about the five virtues of jade. And roughly translated, they were courage, integrity, respect, charity, and equity. And I genuinely couldn't sum up my own principles better than that. And if you take the first letter of all of those, it actually spells Cersei. Yeah. So um, that's how we landed on the name. Excited yeah. about it? So, you know. Very excited. Equal parts excited, nervous. Yeah. It's a massive undertaking, isn't it? Starting yeah. any business is stressful, but starting a regulated business is just that step beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been interesting sort of engaging with the SRA. Um, it's all stuff that I haven't done before. It's all new to me, um, this process. And so we will trip and stumble and there will be errors that we make along the way, but it's all a learning experience. Um, and it is enjoyable. It is exciting. Um, for me, it's just the possibility we can do whatever yeah. it is that we want to do and um you, from, you set the boundaries in other words exactly that are there any boundaries not really right. no i'm not one to limit people i want to provide i want to create this environment where staff are fully supported so that they can fall back in love with what they do because when they're loving that they're going to innovate they're going to take care of their clients you know they're going to do a good job all round. so for me as the head of the company my job is to support them and create that environment for them to do that so we're going to have things like fully flexible working you can have a four-day work week rather than a five-day work week if you like um we've got great benefits so things like healthcare, and we're working with a burnout coach monthly to have one-on-one sessions with um staff because as a startup it can be quite stressful all around um and we're open to more ideas as well so if things are working or you want to see something in the workplace we want to invest in that you need to. You all need to be dementia friends as well, don't you? If you're not there already, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, right. SFE members and yep. working towards your step. <laughs> good, good, good. Because if you need dementia friends, I'll, I'll come and do your dementia friends uh, sessions. There you go. Yeah, I'm we'll just getting get the plug in there for that. Yeah, no, that, that's good. That's good. So again, it's it's the mentoring, it's the nurturing business again, isn't it? It it's, is. It's you all yeah. over, isn't it? Really. <laughs> 
I hope so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. Well, that's how it comes across, and it comes across as it's going to be a genuinely lovely firm to work for. So I hope um, uh, you have the, the, the greatest of success with it. Um, Thank you. Looking forward to um, uh, seeing what, what develops and everything like that. What, what do you think? Where do you think you'll be in, in 10 years' time? You know, multiple offices everywhere? Oh, or taking over the world yeah. by 10 years' time. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, don't limit yourself. If you, if you yeah. looked at my career on paper... Yeah. You know, there there was a time, you know, 10 years ago when I thought that I was never going to qualify and it was going to take forever and I'd be ancient by the time it happened. And now I'm 32. And when you look at what I've achieved in that time, you know, it's quite a lot, you know, to do. Yeah. I never would have assumed 10 years ago that I would be where I am now starting my own law firm. Like, that's mind boggling. So I'm not going to put any limits on the next 10 years because what can we do, you know? again in that time what, what will it be the world's your oyster exactly that there you go jade thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me that's no problem it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you for listening to on air we really hope that you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be bringing you another episode next month For more information on our services, visit our website www.findersinternational.co.uk or call us on 020 7490 4935.